let's go ahead and get right into it. Um, I'm going to go ahead and start with the uh, talking a little bit about the uh, the Derek Chauvin trial. Um, I've been watching a little bit here and there. Um, you know, it's it's going to be a long it's going to be a long process, I believe. Um, what do I think the verdict is going to be? What's what's going to happen? I couldn't tell you. I really don't know. Um, but let's go on and get right into it. This, this moment right here spoke out to me. Um, the Minneapolis, the Minneapolis store clerk felt, uh, quote, guilt for taking Floyd's counterfeit bill that led to call. This right here, uh, let, let me just read this and I'll explain. Ex-Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin uh, his criminal trial on Wednesday featured testimony from a former convenience store clerk who was handed a counterfeit $20 bill from George Floyd, which ultimately set in motion the man's encounter with law enforcement. Christopher Martin testified Wednesday that he watched Floyd's May 25th, uh, 2020 arrest outside Cup Food Store with, quote, disbelief and guilt. If I would have just not uh, taken the bill, this could have been avoided. The 19-year-old Christopher Martin said, joining the list of onlookers who have expressed a similar sense of helplessness and lingering guilt over Floyd's death. Let me say right here. That is not acceptable. You shouldn't feel guilty, Christopher. You shouldn't feel guilty. This is not your fault. It's not your fault. The reason... George Floyd if you if you were to look at if you were to look at his his ways and his practices and the way he was living this was eventually going to happen it was eventually going to happen to George Floyd George Floyd was a bully he preyed on the weaker and the innocent he preyed on those that George Floyd was a big dude. Walking around, he's a pretty intimidating guy. Not because he's black, but because he's he's just an overall big dude. It's like, okay. He's bigger than most people. So he can kind of get away with a lot of stuff. And it's like, what are you gonna do about it? Well, nothing. Yeah, that's what I thought. George Floyd, eventually at some point was going to have a, a a a case like this. Why? Because he lived a life of violence. Christopher, you shouldn't feel upset. The man gave you a fraudulent $20 bill. $20 bill. A fraudulent $20 bill. Martin said... Uh, he immediately believed the $20 bill that Floyd gave him in exchange for a pack of cigarettes was fake, but accepted it, even though store policy was that the amount would be taken out of his paycheck if found to be counterfeit. Martin said he initially planned to just put the bill on his tab, but then second-guessed himself and told a manager, who sent Martin outside to ask Floyd to return to the store. He said a manager asked another employee to call the police after Floyd and a passenger in Floyd's vehicle twice refused to go back into the store to resolve the issue. Floyd was later arrested outside where Chauvin 
was seen in moments uh, captured on video, pinning his knee on the man's neck for what prosecutors said was 9 minutes and 29 seconds as a handcuffed Floyd lay face down on the pavement. Floyd was later pronounced dead at a hospital. Inside the store, Martin had asked Floyd if he played baseball. And Floyd said he played football, but it took Floyd some time to respond. So, quote, it would appear that he was high, end quote. He said he also described Floyd as friendly and talkative. Martin said he left his job at the store after Floyd's death because he no longer felt safe. Christopher gave George Floyd multiple chances to correct his mistake. George Floyd had multiple multiple opportunities. Let's say let's say there's a scenario. One or two things happen. Either he knows the $20 bill is fraudulent or he doesn't know the $20 bill is fraudulent. Okay. Let's say he knows it is. He gives it away. He gives he gives the money in exchange for the cigarettes. And he said, "Mmm." Christopher looks at him and is like, okay, this is not a this is not a $20 bill. It's not real. Okay. Um No. Sir, would you would you mind giving me, you know, would you mind giving me, you know, a different bill? Would you mind giving me, you know, another, you know, a different form of payment? Because this is this is this is a counterfeit bill. Or if you don't want to do that, you then just hand back the cigarettes. George Floyd had the opportunity to to do the right thing. Would George Floyd be alive today if he had just done the right thing? I would almost guarantee it. I would almost guarantee it. But the fact that Martin, the fact that Christopher Martin felt a sense of guilt... Because he received a fraudulent $20 bill. It says a big, it shows a big problem in our society today. That's a serious problem. Because here's what you're looking at. Christopher Martin, in in, in terms of the store policy, the store policy was, let me read it again. Um, The store policy was that the amount would be taken out of his paycheck if found to be counterfeit. So his check, Christopher Martin's check, would have been $20 short. Because he said, oh, this is a $20, this is a $20 bill. It's fraudulent. Okay. Um, who was the cashier at the time? Oh, Christopher Martin. Okay, so we're going to take $20 away from his check. Because the store has to still, it can't, you, you can't make money out of nothing. You can't, you can't make something out of nothing. So they were going to pull the $20 from somewhere. The real existing legitimate $20 from somewhere. They pulled it from Christopher Martin's check. If this were to go down. Then he suffers. Christopher Christopher Martin is the one who suffers. All George Floyd had to do was just either give back the cigarettes or give legitimate payment. Give real bill, give real bills, or pay credit card, debit card, check, 
Because yes, people still do that. There is no excuse for him to feel guilty. But now, the, fa the, the fact that he felt unsafe is really sad. Snitches get stitches. You're, the, you're, you're, you're part of the reason that George Floyd is dead. No, he's not. He was just doing his job. Christopher Martin was just doing what he was supposed to do. He was there working a summer job, doing his thing, you know, you know, just making money, working, you know, bringing, you know, trying to get him, trying to get ahead in life. That's all he was doing. He was, he's just doing what a, a, a human should do. Not being in trouble, just doing his thing in the story, just working. And he felt guilty because he received a $20 bill that was fraudulent. Why should Christopher Martin have to suffer for George Floyd's wrongdoing? You can call it mistake. I'm not going to call it mistake because there was an opportunity for George Floyd to fix it. Sir, this is not a real 20. Can you, you know, can you give me another form of payment? You know, do you have, do you have, a, do you have a different bill? Do you have, you know, smaller bills? Do you have a debit card? Do you have a credit card? Do you have a checkbook? Anything. Nope. Nah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to go ahead and bully my way and do what I usually do. There's no reason that Christopher Martin should be, should feel guilty. George Floyd was a bully. This was a man who was arrested a total of nine times. Uh, mostly because he was wheeling and dealing cocaine. Uh, he did about seven years. Um... Five of those years uh, was for robbing a mother with uh, with her toddler in the room and pointing a gun at her stomach. Again, a bully. George Floyd was a big dude. And so he comes against a woman who's obviously much smaller than he is. He doesn't care. I can have I can have my way with her. I can do what I want because I'm bigger and I can just bully my way around. She'll give me what she wants. She'll give me what I want because the option is danger to her or her child or both. He's a bully. He was a bully. The fact that we the fact that we celebrate this guy is just it it's it's sickening. It's sickening. Again, should George Floyd be dead because of what happened on May 25th? No. No. That was tragic. That was really unfortunate. What could have what could have prevented the event? Paying for the paying for the cigarettes legitimately. George Floyd could have gone about his day. Christopher Walker could have gone about his day. And then you don't have the great summer of love. You don't have $2 billion worth of damage 
in the United States from riots. He would still be here. You could, you know, the drugs that he was, that he had in his system. Not very good. Not a good thing. But we have to, we, 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 we have to be honest here. We have to be absolutely honest here. Christopher Martin should not feel guilty. This, this is the greatest threat to the black community. It's not police brutality. It's not systemic racism. It's not institutional racism. It's none of that. The biggest problem in the black community is a breakdown of the family. It's a breakdown of our community. Christopher Martin is black. He's a black dude. So, and again, if he was white, whatever, it, it wouldn't matter. But here you have one black man coming to another black man. And because of one black man's actions in his own community, he's hurting his own community by hurting another black man right here. Making him making his check be $20 short when all he's trying to do is just do his job. Christopher Martin, you know, he tried to say, well, you know, he, he tried to give George Floyd the benefit of the doubt. He tried. What did he do? Let me see. Where is it? I'm trying to find it. He was considering putting it on his tab. Here it is. Martin said he initially planned to just put the bill on his, quote, tab, but then second-guessed himself and told a manager who sent Martin outside to ask Floyd to return to the store. So even after that, he said, mm, is there something that I can do without having to go to George Floyd? I'll put it on his tab. And I'm, I'm, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think tabs are even a thing anymore. I don't go to bars, so they may be that may be a thing in bars still, but I'm not really sure. But this is where we are, folks. This is where we are. That that right there. The black community hurting itself. Seventy point three percent, and I believe it's either it's either twenty sixteen or twenty eighteen. Seventy seventy point three percent of violent crimes against blacks 70.3% of them were from black offenders we're hurting ourselves we're shooting ourselves in the feet we're fighting amongst ourselves we're tearing down our own communities we're burning down our own places literally there are many places during the riots that were in that were in black communities and you know these were these were businesses that were willing to offer jobs to, uh, to, you know, to people who wanted a second chance, to people who were on the come up, saying, we'll help you. Here's, here's a job opportunity. You've been in jail. That's okay. We'll, we'll give you another chance. You can come work here. And what do they do? Well, let's just, let's, let's burn this place down. Why? Because 
white supremacy. We gotta, we gotta burn everything down. We gotta burn the system down. We're hurting ourselves. A house divided against itself cannot stand. Abraham Lincoln said it. Jesus Christ said it. Two very great men. It means something. That's the greatest threat to the black community. Us hurting each other. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Nine times George Floyd was arrested. Nine times. According to some crime stats, African Americans make up 53% of known homicide offenders in the U.S. and commit about 60% of robberies, but are only about 25% of those killed by police. There was a report uh, during the Obama administration in 2011, I believe. Black males, listen to this, black males ages 14 to 24 commit homicide at 30 seven times the rate of the normal population. 37 times. That is horrific. It's absolutely horrific. We're hurting our own communities. There's no reason Christopher Martin should feel ashamed. He did the right thing. He tried to help George Floyd. He said, look, look, I'm not trying to be confrontational here. Can you eat? Can you either just give back the cigarettes, or can you pay for the cigarettes with 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 legitimate payment? George Floyd said, mm, "Nah." He had the opportunity to make things right. He could have done the right thing. There's no reason Christopher Martin should feel guilt. And if anyone is guilty in Christopher Martin, there's something wrong with you and you need to do some serious reflection upon yourself. Here's just a guy, here's just a regular dude doing his job. He's just doing his job. Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I don't want to hear about it anymore. I, I'm, I'm sick and tired of hearing about Systemic racism. And that blacks are the victims of systemic racism. I'm tired of hearing about the the the, the police brutality. In 2019, nine unarmed black men were fatally shot by police. Nine. The number after eight, the number before number ten, nine. The greatest threat to the black communities around this country come from within. In 2016, I believe, and I'm going to put the source to this, in 2016, I believe, 2016 to 2018, there were 117,000 black children aborted. 117,000. We're killing ourselves. We're tearing down our own communities. How 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 do we how do we how, how do we how can we help the black community? Well, we can stop killing ourselves. That would be a good start. That would be a very good start. Not killing ourselves, not shooting ourselves, working together, building each other up, 
holding on to the nu- nuclear family, going back to church. I guarantee you, if we just do those things, just do those things, forget reparations, forget looking at the police, forget all of that. If we just focus on those things, if the black community can just look at at what's going on in our own communities and fix ourselves, stop the abortion, focus on the nuclear family, stop shooting ourselves, stop committing crimes in our own neighborhoods, I guarantee you, we will, we will tremendously benefit by leaps and bounds. I don't want to hear another word about systemic racism. I don't want to hear it. I'm sick and tired of it. Megan Rapino, who was already extraordinarily woke, Megan Rapino might be one of the top ten in in, the, in terms of wokeness. She might be in the top ten in the country. Top ten. She might be the most woke athlete, I would say, for sure. U.S. women's soccer star Megan Rapinoe on Sunday advocated for the inclusion of transgender athletes in girls and women's sports, despite the physical advantages biological males have over biological females. Yep. Rapinoe, who often promotes left-wing politics, claimed legislation seeking to separate athletics by biological sex rather than gender identity are and, quote, attack on transgender people in an attempt to, quote, solve a problem that doesn't exist. Quote, these bills are some of the most intense political assaults on LGBTQ people in recent years. Sports have become another venue, avenue, excuse me, to attack the rights of trans people, she argued in an essay published at the Washington Post. Quote, these efforts cause incredible harm to trans youth who, like all kids in a global pandemic, are feeling isolated and need compassion and support. Folks, this is stupid. We aren't saying that trans athletes can't compete in sports. They, they, they have every right to compete in sports. But your biological sex... Were you, were you born... Were you born... A male, you compete with the men. You compete with the boys. That's what you do. You 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 can you can you can compete. You're not discriminated against here. You're not allowed. You there, there, there's nowhere anywhere in this country that says, okay, you you can't you can't play sports here. You can't play sports. You just have to play with your biological sex. See, it's 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 athletes like this. This is where Megan Rapino can help lead, lead, lead the march. She can help lead the movement. She can help defend women's sports. But what is she doing? She's on the inside, and she's she's you know hurting hurting the women's sports community. That's all she's doing. She's, 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 she's stabbing her sisters in the back. Hey, Megan, we need your help. You have a lot of influence. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, we should, yeah, yeah, yeah. Biological men should, com- should compete with biological females. 
This is unacceptable. This is completely unacceptable. Ladies, you have to fight for your sports. There is no other choice. Megan Rapinoe is, a, is, is, is useless here. She's useless. She is not your friend. She is not your ally. She is not on your side. Get rid. Draw the line, folks. She's not, she's not on your side. Standing up for your sport, standing up for your, standing up for your softball, for your volleyball, your basketball, your cheer, your cheerleading competitions. It doesn't make you transphobic. It just says, look, women have, women, there are, women are women, men are men. There are distinct advantages physically when it comes to men. You can, you can, you can put men on as much estrogen as you want. It doesn't change lung capacity, muscle structure, bone structure, quick twitch muscle fibers. Men have more of those than women. You know, I have yet to hear about a trans male coming over and dominating men's sports. Do you want to know why? We haven't heard anything like that. Because women can't do it. Men have a physical advantage in sports. That's why you have men's sports. That's why you have women's sports. You, the left likes talking about safe spaces. Well, you know what safe, you know what a good safe space is? Having women's sports being exclusively for women. You're hurting these girls. Proponents of these bills argue that they are protecting women, Rapino continued. As a woman who has played sports my whole life, I know that the threats of women and women's and girls' sports are lack of funding, resources and media coverage, sexual harassment, and equal pay. Adults can't present that we care about the well-being of children while actively creating environments that cause serious harm to them. We can't make demands for a false sense of fairness while ignoring the actual needs of women and girls. No. No. Again, trans, trans girls, trans females can compete. They just need to compete with their biological sex. It's that simple. You're hurting biological women here. And let me say this. The fact that the fact that you need to say trans woman or trans female shows that they are indeed not women. If you put trans male, that shows they are not male. Do you remember in Toy Story? And I'm gonna I'm gonna close with this. Do you remember in Toy Story where um, Buzz and Woody are at the gas station and they're arguing about how, you know, Woody's saying that Buzz has completely ruined 
his whole life because now now he's lost Andy at the gas station and they're, the family's about to move in two days and they, they have no way of getting there in time. And then Buzz comes out and says, well, you are thinking about only yourself. The whole universe is at risk because of you. And Woody's like, what are you talking about, sir? And then Buzz goes on this monologue about, you know, I have information, I have intel about a weapon that Zerg is using to 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 use on to use to wipe out the galaxy. And he's like, I'm the only one who can who can I'm the only one who can stop it. And you, my friend, are responsible for destroying my rendezvous with Star Command. And Woody just screams at him, You are a toy. And this this greatly relates to this transgender issue. You are, you, you are what you are. If you're a man, you're a man. You may think that you're a lot of things. I may think, I may think that I'm Clark Kent. I may think that I'm Superman. I'm not. I may think that I'm, I'm a bird. I may think that I'm a, I'm a, a, a mighty eagle who can fly over storms and fly over mountains if I go on top of the Empire State Building and jump off, I'm not going to be airborne for too long. Men are men, women are women. This is this is a transgenderism is a it's a delusion. It's a delusion. You think you're something that you're not. You, you, you believe, you believe in, in, in a reality that's not actually a reality. You have this belief, you're in this dream world. And you think the dream world is the real world. It's not. It isn't. This hurts real women. Ladies, you gotta fight for your sports. Serena Williams, Naomi Osaka, Alex Morgan, Katie Ledecky, the freshman for the UConn women's team. Come out and say something. Stand up and say something. Defend your sport. Protect your sport. Because I'm telling you, you don't need, you don't need you don't need thousands of trans females to come into your sports. All you need is about two or three in each sport, and you have lost your sport. Do you think Megan Rapino would enjoy playing against a biological man on the soccer field? Do you think she'd enjoy that? You think she like you think she would like taking on Wayne Rooney? Do you think she'd enjoy taking on, you know, Ronaldo or Messi? Do you think she'd enjoy taking on Beckham, even though he's retired? He could still mop the floor with her. Do you think she would legitimately enjoy going against biological men? 
No, she wouldn't. She's just being woke. Ladies, if you let this happen, if you let it happen, you, your records will be shattered and you will have no chance of breaking them. You will have no chance of breaking them. How do I know? We've seen this in Connecticut. Two, two biological men, two biological boys are competing against girls. They're all, you know, and between them, they have 14 records, I believe. 14 records. Between the two of them. When they race, the girls, the girls already say, Alana Smith said it best. She said, it's, it, it's, it's unfortunate because we know who's going to win the race before we even run. We know what's going to happen before it even starts. We know who's coming in first and second. The question is, who's going to come in third? Ladies, you're going to lose your sports. You have to fight for them. Megan Rapino is not your friend. She is not your ally. Don't look up to her. Don't, don't see her as a role model. She's go, She's woke. And when you go woke, that is not a good thing. When companies go woke, they go broke. Stay away from them. This is evil. It's absolutely evil. This is absolutely evil. You have to protect your sports, ladies. If you don't, that's it. Basketball is done. Track is done. Softball is done. You don't have a choice. You do not have a choice. And I'm looking at you. And I, I, we've seen, we've seen, we've seen, we've seen girls come out and support and, and, and support the, the, the fight against this. Alana Smith, thank you. Selena Soul, thank you. Chelsea Mitchell, thank you. Olivia Rondal, thank you. Thank you for coming out and saying something. Thank you for coming out and stopping this madness. Thank you for fighting against it. Thank you for standing up and saying something. Thank you for having a spine. Ladies, they need help. They need help. Candace Parker, come out and say something. This is completely and totally absurd. Sue Bird, come out and say something. Diana Taurasi, come out and say something. You notice, you notice how quiet they've been. You notice how quiet they've been. You want to know why? Because, because they're like, oh gosh, if, if we say something, if we support it, then it's like, gosh, we'll lose our sport. But if I come out and say something against it, I'll, I'll be labeled as sexist. I'll be labeled as transphobic. Yeah, yeah, you will. You will. But that's what the left does. The left paints you as evil. The left paints you as mean. The left paints you as sexist, racist, homophobic, xenophobic. If you don't go along with their narrative to, to the T, you are the problem. They think that you're an absolutely horrific, horrendous, evil, 
person who they wouldn't even consider a person. They think that you're less than dirt if you don't agree with them. Tell them to go fornicate with a wire brush and stand up for something. Stand up for your sport. You don't have you. It's it's not even a, it's not even a matter of conservative or liberal thing. It's literally just sense. What is sensical? What's logical? What is true? What is right? This is not a conservative or liberal issue. This is not a Republican Democrat issue. It's a science issue, and we all know the science. We all understand the science. We've known the science since forever. Ever, pretty much since the beginning of civilization. Now we didn't know anything, stuff about chromosomes. We didn't understand muscle structure. But we do understand that men have physical advantages that women don't have. That's why men don't compete with women. The only time girls and boys compete is when they're like two, three, four, or five. That's pretty much it. When they're when they're little boys and little girls, and they're still trying to figure out their, you know, you know, they're they're, they're trying to figure out how to how to kick the ball, how to dribble, how to catch a pass, how to throw a pass, how to stand, how to run, how to work as a team, learning the concept of the game. Pretty much once that happens, there's separation. Stand up, girls. <laughs> <laughs>